Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Numbers chapter 6, you get to the end, you have Aaron's blessing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, we, we quote this pr- pretty commonly. I frequently close out the worship service on Sunday morning. Not always, but maybe once a month or so with these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. I want Give me just a little bit on make his face Shine upon you. Shine upon you. Because I've talked yeah. about that with, with some friends and with, with Daisy mm-hmm. um, and kind of given them my, my thoughts. But I want to hear what, what you got on that. I think contextually in the Old Testament, there is this blessing and cursing theme throughout. If, you will, if you'll obey the Lord's voice, if you'll believe what he said and obey it, there's going to be the blessing of God upon you. And if you don't, God will not be happy. He'll be displeased. And even expressions of God will be angry. May the Lord... Cause his face to shine upon you, I think is one one verse, uh, one translation, English translation puts yeah, it. Yeah, that's but what here I'm, I'm in, familiar in with. The, I got the old NIV, 1984 NIV, as opposed to the 2011, which may say the exact same thing, but I'm, that's that's the text I'm reading from, this older Bible I have. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Mm-hmm. It is, I think the imagery here is of feeling the Lord's favor. It's like a parent with a child, and the child looks for the approval of his of the parent. The child looks up to his dad or his mother wanting to see them, their face smiling upon them with pleasure that they're pleased with that child. Yeah. And then I'm jumping out of the New Testament in my mind, and Jesus is being baptized by John the Baptist, mm-hmm. and this is my beloved son in whom I yeah. am well pleased. Yeah. The Lord's face shining upon Jesus. The light comes down, the Holy Spirit comes yeah. down, the voice from heaven comes down, and it's you're it's almost like a manifestation of the face of God shining down upon him. And so now let me take it to today for us. We we as believers obviously we want to we want to please the Lord. Mm-hmm. We won't don't want the Lord to be displeased with our actions, with our thoughts, with our deeds, etc. But there's a real sense, this is good gospel here. In Christ, we have the Father's face shining upon us. Mm-hmm. That's and, and there's some division among Christians about what I'm about to say next. No matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Now, some of us may have been taught at some point along the way, you know, if you do not walk in the will of God, if you're sinning. The Lord's not pleased with you, and he's frowning at you, he's angry at you. Others of us have been since taught, perhaps. That's not true if you're a believer. If you're in Christ, the Father is always smiling upon you. Mm-hmm. You may not approve of your actions, but the Lord's pleased. And here's, it's all about substitution. It's all about how does the Lord see you? Does he see you in your sin, as do, or does he see you in Christ? Mm-hmm. I've increasingly come to believe over time, studying the Scriptures, being exposed to good teachers, that the Lord is pleased with us. Mm-hmm. So when I'm pronouncing this blessing upon the congregation, there's a part of me that wants to say, and he is because of Christ. Right. So. Well, a part of me thinks it's both. Yeah. It's both and. Right. In Christ, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, he is. He loves me. I'll never be separated. And I do have his, his face shining upon me. 
at the same time, almost yeah, simultaneously, simultaneously, mm-hmm. he can be upset with our sin and call us out or, or grieved. Dis- grieved. That's so. Let's think, think about the language that's used. Right. Yes, grieved. Holy Spirit's grieved. Quenched. Um, he will discipline. Yes, he will. Right. Mm-hmm. In in First Corinthians, what do we hear? We hear Paul's like, all of your works will get burned up. So there are some works that are going to be wasted that he wasn't pleased with. It's going to be right. wood, hate, stubble. But there are some works that you've done in Christ and him powering you that are gold. That's gold. Jewels. Yes. And silver or whatever. Right. It doesn't say silver, but it's gold. Right. They'll, they'll last through Precious the fire. The, through the fire. So And those things, and I, I think that's at both things. So are we ever lost and taken out of his love? No. No, and this is where some in the Christian family at large in the universal church would differ from us and say that you can take yourself out of Christ mm-hmm. and then be back in this where the Father's not pleased with you and you're headed for hell. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that. We think the Scriptures right. are firm in teaching that once God has begun a good work in you, Philippians 1, 6, he will he be will faithful complete to complete it. it. It's his work, day. Yeah. not ours. Right. Okay, so um, Nothing you, can you separate can, you from the love of God. That's right. You can be saved bear some fruit, but then maybe go way off course and do a lot of horrible things. And the Bible talks about in the New Testament that you're saved as like one through snatched out of the fire, right? Um, and, and so you can live displeasing in terms of your fruit, not bearing what you need to bear, et cetera, the works of the flesh in your life, et cetera, but you still belong to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to say this. You've said that out loud. I know lots of of pastors will say that exact thing. I, when you say that, I cringe, right? Mm-hmm. So this is for our, 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 our audience at home. We, we did not have this discussion before, so this is complete. This is a brother to brother speaking, right? I cringe. Now, do I disagree with anything that you just said? No. Mm-hmm. But I have a strong reaction mm-hmm. to this idea that, and I'm not saying that it's a wrong idea, but the, the idea that as Christians, we are, you can be a Christian live completely in the world and sin mm-hmm. and still be saved. Is that right? Yes. But we should have talked about this before, but now we're going to... No, add, no we're, it we're is fine. We're is, asking it now. This, this is, is real. real. This is real. Well, it, Th- and, Does the and, Bible... And do our, we ever have Bible... Uh, listeners need to know, we don't plot everything out we're going to say no, here. No, but this we is have it's a almost like the Lord is kind of leading this conversation. Right. So let me ask you this. Do we get... Oper- or or examples in the Bible where Paul is saying something to that, what we, what you just said, you are a believer. Nothing can bring you out of the love of the Lord. That means even if you go out and live a worldly life, you are still in the world in, in the God, in God. It, he, right. You never really see teaching like that unless you no, would disagree no, no, with what I, I'm saying. No, I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying. What I'm going to say is this, is I think we as human beings and, and instead of from God's perspective, we don't do a very good job necessarily of being fruit inspectors and evaluating where's, where a person is at mm-hmm. in their walk with Christ, number one. Number two, all Christians are going to bear fruit to some degree or another. Right. I think it gets dangerous when we start saying, this is the level of fruit for the amount of time someone needs to be to show that they're really a Christian. No, it's, it's never our job to go, like, what does he say? He's like, don't go around trying to pick out the the tears, right? Because you're going to pick out somebody who's you're going to oh, pick out the wrong people. Right. That is not our job. Because other people are good actors, and you're going to think they're the real deal, and they're not. Yeah, and I think my point was really not to say we should be fruit inspectors. That's right. not our job. But my concern is, should we be speaking where God 
mm-hmm. doesn't speak. Because I again, I don't know what, what you just said mm-hmm. is principally correct, right? Mm-hmm. I believe, and I know we have brothers and sisters out there who dis, who don't believe this, but I believe scripturally, if Christ saves you, you are going to go to heaven. You will not lose your salvation. Right. Right. Um, and that's not to say that Christians are perfect, right? Once they get not. saved, that's not... In the eyes of God, they are, of course, positionally. We, right. we get that. But we don't have examples of Paul or Peter or the New Testament writers. And maybe we do, and I just, have, just haven't right, that, that understand it correctly. But my reading of the New Testament has... We don't have these descriptions from, of New Testament writers saying, Hey, you guys can be Christians, and you, can, you guys can sin... And you can live like the world, and God will still save you. Well, now if you connect all the dots, that's the truth. But we—it's we, never presented in that way. It's always holiness, right? We're—we are called to be a holy people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I—I I almost think that it's our culture. It's the modern day culture who's—who is breathing life into that. Okay, hey, first, I would say First Corinthians. First, what, what does it say? Well, the whole book. Hit, hit me with it. Okay. Well, he does say he calls them saints. Yes. At the very start. He doesn't say you're lost. And mm-hmm. then he says you're carnal. You're worldly. Right. And then he lists out all these sins that they're living in. And right. they're horrible sins. Right. And in chapter 3, he pretty much says... But he's not as nice as you were. No, but right? but he does pretty much say, okay, give, here's the deal. Give up that brother unto Satan. Right. He says That's that. in chapter 5. Yeah. But in chapter 3, he, he says you're carnal. Mm-hmm. And your your works it's are going to burn. Yeah. Your works are going to burn. Yeah, he never says you're lost. Right, and I'm not saying I'm not saying he that. does challenge him at one point. I believe it's in Second Corinthians. Test yourself, make sure you're in the faith, and uh, you, yeah. that you're the real deal. Because he's questioning this. But this is the second letter. But the first letter, he's he's like, yeah, you guys are you're, you're living worldly lives, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say therefore well, you got to be lost. Well, and here's what I'm saying. I agree with everything yeah. that you just said. There's no disagreement. My only my my only critique. Would be, and we're gonna wrap. We, we yeah, got to wrap it up. My only critique would be this: Paul is very hard on that. Sure He's he not is. soft. Right? Well, yeah, they're hurting themselves. They're hurting others with their sin. Rightly so. He and should. He lovingly, needs to be hard. a parent is going to confront that. Rightly He's so. A parental he figure is a, in the faith. The, I would say the modern, or what we hear from a lot of modern sermons on this, would be take the softer approach. Hey, God still loves you. Hey. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take it easy. Oh, you know, it, it's okay if you go out and live in the world and live carnal. You know, God's still going to Yeah, that's, that's Where a shame. You don't hear that from Paul. No. No. But Paul's going to be, God loves you. Nothing can separate you. But that is carnal living. You know what I mean? Well, and pulling it all the way back to, to numbers with this, what's, what God is chasing this rabbit was this statement of, is God looking at us with his face shining upon us? Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways you can look at that. I mean, even... If you are living that way, his faith is shining upon you. His face is shining upon you in so many other ways of the blessings that he has given you mm-hmm. that you that you have in your life in spite of your sin. But then again, that's all. That's true for all of us in spite of our sin. We're all struggling with sin. We're all being worldly in some way or another. We're being sanctified, of course, and growing, Lord yep. willing. Thank you, Lord. But, um, it's been an interesting discussion. I know we plan yeah, on talking about more stuff in the book of yeah, Numbers. Yeah, we did. That kind of went off somewhere, so that's okay. Hopefully, Trust that will be used of God. Yeah, Amen. Um, I think to you know to to wrap it and say, God loves us. His face is shining upon us in Christ. But that doesn't mean we need to 
use that as Paul as says in license. Romans as a license That's for sin. Right. It ought to motivate us to holiness. That's right. You know, and I think this is a very true statement. I said it last Sunday at, at Harvest, uh, and I say this, it's not original with me, but there's nothing you can do to cause God to love you any more when you're in Christ, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do that cause God to love you any less. Amen. In that sense, His face is always shining upon us. Amen. Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.